Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Sports Forecasters Podcast. As always, I am your host, Nathan, and of course, our uh, Nick, our second host, or maybe he's the first host, I'm the second host. Depends on the day, I think. Anyways, Nick, you're in Florida. How's how's Florida? Fabulous weather. Couldn't ask for better, better days here. Um, lots of sunshine, 70 plus degrees. It's very nice here and. Ohio, I heard, just got its first significant snowfall of the year, so it's sounding like it's fun there, too. Very significant snowfall, even though Finley it was a little bit freezing, so we didn't get too much. But where you're from, a little bit further north in Ohio, I heard they got quite a bit. So, yeah, you got to dodge that. Um, so good for you. Um, so anyways, we are wrapping up the new year here. Well, not the new year. We're wrapping up the old year going into the new year. And by the way, guys, we're recording this live, so if there's any def- technical difficulties or we make any bloopers uh just forgive us laugh it off and we'll move on as we always do so first off let's start with kind of the biggest news this week um passing of john madden um unexpectedly right now we don't know how he died or anything he was 85 years old um with the winningest coach um in nfl history to coach at least 100 games um so obviously an icon not only on the field but just off the field as a broadcaster and obviously the video game and everything so um nick this was a guy that was really you know big in the broadcasting when we were when we were much younger um so to any listeners out there that maybe are 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 a little too young to remember john madden nick do you what what did what do you remember most about him Um, My first experience with John Madden was always him and Pat Summerall broadcasting games on Fox and just, I I don't know, they just were the right combination. John Madden had all his phrases and sayings and emphasis on words that he would have and Pat Summerall would be that calm, soothing voice. So the mixture of the two was very, almost like a serenade of some sorts in some regards when when I'm watching football as a kid growing up and just starting to learn to love the game and learn about the game. And then when him and Al Michaels took over on Monday Night Football, that was just like one of the best combinations of Monday Night Football of all time. Um, I I haven't heard a better one yet, but I'm sure given time, someone will come about. But it, it was definitely, he was an icon without a doubt for the game. He transcended the game of football. And then when you get into the video games, the number of phrases out here, on repeat it felt like because limited recordings and no online data to kind of replenish it It it's just like uh, it's definitely sad uh he uh, and he'll be missed absolutely and um i don't really remember much with him and pat but what i do remember is with him and um Al Michaels on ESPN or at the time, ABC Monday night football. I just remember that iconic. Are you ready for some football uh, intro? And then get Al Michaels and John Madden. Um, I was such a little kid uh, when they were on. And um, I just remember whenever the dolphins would play Monday night football, my parents would make me take a nap after school. So I, I was allowed to stay up for the game and I would just get my little frozen uh, cup and put some coke in it get a nice slushy mix in my dolphins cup and just i just remember having that and listening to john madden and al michaels um on that monday night football and then of course you know he's no i feel like most known for the madden nfl ea sports uh football game and just something probably the most popular game i've i've played um more than any other video game and uh so even though he's kind of, he's not really as um, 
in in it as much. He just has his name on it. I think uh, I think they'll do really something special for John Madden uh, for Madden twenty three um, next year. And I'm I I hope they I hope they they do him justice and put him on the cover and just make sure, you know, bypass any player this year for being on the cover of Madden and just make this addition uh, more, you know, in memory of John Madden. And and that's what I'm really looking forward to is what the Madden video game franchise does to remember John Madden in that next video game. So I, um, I'm really excited to see what they do there. So um, obviously a great, great voice in sports, um, very, very fantastic coach. Um, like I said, the highest winning percentage of any coach ever to coach at least 100 games. So he will certainly be missed, but now it's time to go take a complete 180 here and, uh, talk about some of the worst coaches in the league. Um, and we're going to make our predictions on who is going to get fired in the NFL after the season. Um, Black Monday is a couple weeks away, um, which is that Monday after the last last Sunday in NFL where a lot of coaches get fired. So on average, historically speaking, around six coaches get fired every year. Two of them have already gotten fired, and that's Urban Meyer and John Gruden. So Nick and I, we're going to go back and forth, and we're going to give four more cool coaches who we think are going to see their last days with their respective team this year. So Nick, start us off. Who, who do you think is the first one to go? First one I believe is going to go is in the AFC West, our Denver Broncos. I believe Vic Fangio dodged a bullet last year not getting fired. John Elway has not shied away from getting rid of coaches he doesn't feel like is getting the most out of his roster. And unfortunately for Vic, uh, Teddy Bridgewater had injury issues, also can be a little gun shy. And that performance against the Raiders, I mean, they were lucky to be as close as they were in the game. They were just they they called you out. They dared you to do something, and the Broncos had no answers whatsoever. So I believe Vic is his. He will finish out the season, but I believe he will be gone from Denver this season. Yeah, I I agree there. And staying in the West, but I'm going to jump to the NFC West. Um, I think Pete Carroll in Seattle is done. Um, I think he's not the only one done in Seattle. I think uh, Russell Wilson is done as well. Uh, I think that that franchise. We'll see a complete rehaul starting next year. Um, and uh, I think Pete Carroll, um, hit, I think he's seen his last days in, in Seattle. So that's my next one. Who who do you have uh, at number three here? Number three, the one we've been calling for quite some time, Matt Nagy. The fact that he's still on the team is kudos to him. But I he he's also kind of said it too. He believes these are his last two games, and there's no doubt about it. The Offense is no longer producing. He's supposed to be an offensive-minded guy, and just the team's in disarray, and it's just time to get a new regime in there to hopefully groom fields to be your quarterback of the future or figure out he's not to move on. Yeah, Matt Nagy. Oh, sorry. Matt Nagy will either find a new head coaching job right away or he'll find a really good offensive coordinator job somewhere. But finally, I think I'm going to stay in the NFC North. Uh, I think Mike Zimmer, the Vikings, is going to be gone as well. He's been on the hot seat several times. Um, they really had no excuse this year. They had the talent. They had the productivity. Um, Kirk Cousins is r- really playing out of his mind this year. Um, they just can't finish games. They can't win games. So that, to me, is more on coaching than anybody. So I think Mike Zimmer will kind of wrap this up. Um, these The six coaching firings for 2021. So 
now let's move to our picks. Uh, we've got a couple weeks left here in the NFL. We've got bowl games. We've got the playoffs. Hopefully no more cancellations. There's been a lot of bowl games that have been canceled because of COVID. Um, so we got to cross our fingers there. So let's jump right into our picks. Who do you got for the your spread pick? Uh, well, for the college football champion or playoff games, I'm going to focus on the Michigan versus Georgia game where the, the point spread is seven and a half points in favor of Georgia and the over under is 45 and a half. This game is going to be a tight game. It's going to be a very physical game because that's what Michigan will want to do. They will want to pound the ball. They will not want to rely on their passing game. Georgia is going to do everything they can to have a counter punch and make sure they're imposing their will because that's what's worked for them up until that SEC championship game is when they impose their will. The game's well under control. That goes for any football team, of course. But I'm going to focus on the over-under here for the Georgia-Michigan game just because the point spread's at 7.5. I feel like that's high, but I'm not feeling strong about either one team over the other. So I'm going to go with the over-under here in the 45.5 for the Michigan versus Georgia, and I'm going to say that point total is going to go over. Nathan, which what are you seeing with the Cincinnati-Alabama game? For the Cincinnati-Alabama game, so I initially thought you know, it was a 13 and a half point spread. And I thought since he could cover that, I, I initially was thinking Alabama is going to win by a touchdown. Um, but now I'm just kind of seeing like the sec is, uh, Oh, and four so far in bowl games. Um, I know the sec was very top heavy this year, so that doesn't really say too much, but still is this like, you see Houston be Auburn. Um, and you saw how close Auburn played Bama and things like that. And I know that's a rivalry, but it, it, it's just it says a lot and um and so i think i think cincinnati might make this game super close um watch i'd be wrong on it's a blowout but um i initially had a bama seven point win i think it could even be a three point win um, i don't want to go as far as cincinnati has a chance in this game but uh, i think a cincinnati plus 13 and a half is a very safe bet here so that's what i'm going for so now let's jump to our nfl picks this week in our NFL picks, uh, for our spread picks, I'm looking at the Cardinals versus the Cowboys. Cowboys made a huge statement on Sunday Night Football by just demolishing the Washington football team. Well, the Cardinals are just limping to the finish line, and no better way to say that. So with the Cardinals struggling, the Cowboys, it's four and a half point spread in the Cowboys' favor, and I think the Cowboys cover that. Um, just nothing suggests that the Cardinals are really going to rebound that well. Kyler Murray looks like he's lost. He doesn't really know what to do. He's just trying to improvise as much as he can. And when you improvise more than you scheme, that spells disaster. What do you have for your spread, Nathan? I think I'm turning more into a fan than just more of a sports analyst this week, but I'm going to do Miami three and a half. Um, I think if there's something special about this season for Miami and, um, just starting off one and seven and then pulling off seven straight. And now they control their own destiny to make the playoff is, it's just crazy. No team has ever been six games below 500 and made the playoff. Um, so they would make a lot of history there. So I, I'm just, I'm, I, maybe I'm a little overexcited about this team, um, but they know what's at stake. They're, they're really playing very, very well. Um, and there's a lot to like about this team. I know they're going to have to play basically flawless games, but you know, that's two flawless games, but that's a little bit easier in my opinion than winning seven in a row. So I think it's possible. And I think they're getting a Tennessee team that's a little beat up. They're getting a Tennessee team um, that uh, I, I feel like has been struggling a little bit lately. 
Um, and so I I like Miami here, and they're playing their former quarterback. Now I think they've been separated for quite a bit to not really make this game as maybe an emotional game as it could be. But I think there's something there um, in that Ryan Tannehill playing his former, former team. So the, the Dolphins' defense has been the best defense the last four weeks in the NFL, and I think it could really give Ryan Tannehill and this Titans offense a lot, a lot of fits. So – I like Miami this three and a half. I actually think Miami could win this game, um, but I'll take the three and a half. Moving on to our over-under. For our over-under, I am picking probably the less appetizing matchup on the card this week of the Giants visiting the Bears. Giants have just, they don't know what to do anymore. They seem very lost. Uh, point, Point production has been scarce to say the best for them. Bears depending on who their quarterback is, depends what they get. I mean, they did get a victory here against Seattle at Seattle. So it was very impressive there. And for me, I'm going over under for it because I just, uh, last week we went jets and Jaguars. And I mean, that turned out pretty well. So I'm going 38 and a half is the over under for giants visiting the bears. And I'm going to say they're going to go over 38 and a half, not by much, but they're going to do it. What do you have, Nathan? I'm going to stick with Miami, the Miami-Tennessee game. That's uh, over under 41. Like I said, I think Miami makes this close. Uh, I think their their offense are, is going to be able to put up some good numbers, and um, I think Tennessee also has a pretty good offense as well. So uh, I'm going to pick the over 41, and, and simply because I don't think Tennessee just kind of routes Miami here. I think Miami makes this makes it a fight, and in order – if Miami's making it a fight, it's not going to be like a 17-13 game. I see it more like a 27-24 sort of game, so I'm going to pick the over the 41. All right, moving on to our money line. Nathan, what do you have for your money line this week? I'm going to pick Vegas um, to win over the Colts. Uh, Carson Wentz is on the virus list. Not sure if he'll be back or not. I know they shortened that time. Um, so I'm not sure if he's going to be back or not, but like I said, I think I'm, I'm more talking with more as a fan than as, <laughs> as a, as a sports analyst this week. I think there's something about Miami and they need a little, I think they could use a little help by the Colts losing. Um, but I, I do think with the virus and he wants and everything at the very least, he's not gonna be able to practice with the team this week. Um, and so I, but, and I think Vegas, um, I, I think they're going to end their season fairly well. I mean, they're still in the playoff hunt as well. So, uh, I think it's two teams that are fighting for life and Vegas has been playing well lately. So I think this is a, a really good opportunity for Vegas. And I think um, they can take advantage of once not playing and getting a rookie Sam Allinger quarterback and, and winning this game. Yeah, that's a great pick. It was one I wavered on, but Raiders can be so Jekyll and Hyde. It just like, I, it scared me away. So I'm looking at the Sunday night or Monday night football game, excuse me, the Monday night football game of Browns or Steelers Browns just, they just don't have they have an identity of running the ball but unfortunately they have to throw it once in a while too Steelers beat them last time Steelers just can play these tough gritty games Kansas City notwithstanding but um I just feel like Steelers are going to get the upset here it's at Pittsburgh Browns just I whatever mojo they have they just don't seem to be able to keep it captured and keep rolling with it so I think the Steelers pull out the upset this week in Pittsburgh then we go on to Sunday night football where we have the Vikings against the Packers. A few weeks ago, this was quite the shootout. Nathan, where are you seeing for this game? Vikings and – say that one more time. Vikings versus the Packers at Green Bay. Is this a Sunday night game? 
Yes, this is Sunday. Oh my! I thought it was Cleveland Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't think it is. I thought it was. That's a that's Monday night. I apologize. Okay, so back it up. I did the Monday night game. Back it up here. Like I said, guys, we are live. Sorry for the uh, difficulties here. So okay, Green Bay minus six and a half. Totally taking the minus six and a half here for Green Bay. Um, really controlling their own destiny for that one seed. Uh, I know they struggle a bit against Minnesota, but they've already lost to Minnesota this year, so they're not going to lose to them twice. So I like Green Bay in this game. Yeah, I like Green Bay as well, but I do not think they get above the six and a half, unfortunately. They just let teams creep back in. They let the Ravens creep back in, and they let Cleveland creep back in. They just kind of they get enough ahead, and then they just let teams kind of get the points they want to, but they ultimately know they have it in hand it i i think that's what the rationale is probably isn't but i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt i do think green bay ultimately is the winner but i think the vikings cover the six and a half now we're moving on to our wild card nathan what are you seeing for your wild card this week in week 17 yeah so i'm gonna go to the houston san francisco game uh looks like jimmy garoppolo could be out meaning trey lance plays i know they've they've been playing well lately but i just saw houston do a number there on, on Los Angeles. Um, this is a team that always felt actually is a little bit better than what the record shows. Um, they've just been hit with a lot of distractions, obviously with the whole Deshaun Watson thing and then some injuries and stuff. But I think, I really think this is a team that's probably if they start the season over, could be like a, a 500 team. Um, so they're going to go to San Francisco and play a very beat up San Francisco team. And I think has been playing above kind of what they're really where they're really at. So I think you're going to see San Francisco take a step back and Houston continue to rock it, you know, do, kind of rocking with that momentum from before. Uh, I'm not going to say Houston's going to beat San Francisco, but to get 12 and a half points, I think that's going to be, um, it's not going to be that bad for them. So, um, especially if Trey Lance is playing at Jimmy Garoppolo. So I like Houston to get those 12 and a half points there. Um, at San Francisco. Yeah, it, it's definitely interesting what Houston was able to do last week against the Chargers, a team we felt like all season was kind of on the rise, on the cusp of being a contending team, and then they kind of do what they did. So for me, my wild card, I'm going to look at one of the matchups I feel is kind of one of the marquee ones on the card based on how the teams are trending. Both teams are on the rise, and that would be the Kansas City Chiefs coming into Cincinnati to face the Bengals. Uh, this game looks like it could be a playoff preview if both teams keep going where they're going. I mean, Kansas City is in the playoffs, but can Cincinnati do enough to be in the playoffs? Uh, as Nathan and I alluded to, the AFC North, I, it's looking more and more like the winner of the division is going to get in, but everyone else may be on the outside looking in, especially in Nathan's fandom case. He's hoping that's kind of the scenario. So for me, looking at the Kansas City-Cincinnati game, hopefully it's a good game. I think it will be. And so I'm looking at it and trying to decide where do I go. Since they have this awesome offensive output against the Ravens, can they replicate it? And I, I mean, they get over 500 yards and multiple touchdowns. Multiple touchdowns isn't the anomaly. It's that many yards. Not that they didn't. They just saw something that the Ravens were vulnerable at, and they capitalized on it. Kansas City is playing sound football and doing well. So I'm going to go with the spread here. The spread is at four and a half. And I'm going to say Kansas City covers. Because when Kansas City wins, they win by a touchdown or more. They don't really like to keep their games close. They like to put it out of reach so that you become predictable and they know what you're doing. Um, could I see it going the other way? Absolutely. But I'm feeling better about the four and a half in Kansas City's favor. So I'd say they cover this week. 
All right. Sounds good. Uh, is there any other last minute picks or, 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 or uh, news we need to break? Um, nothing else that's coming up for, on my radar here at just the New Year's upon us. Uh, when this is released, you'll have a day or so to kind of have your rejoicings and kind of see what's going on with your team. See if your the dreams of a new year is beneficial to your team or is it time to rebuild? So thank you so much for tuning in to our episode this week, episode 47. We are the Sports Forecasters. You've been listening to Nathan Singer. I'm Nick Alvarez, and we'll see you next time.